Did you know I wrote a book? My book, Diabetes Sucks, You Can Handle It, is your guide to managing the emotional challenges of type 1 diabetes. And I want to offer you the book for free. You can download the book by going to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. You'll join thousands of other people who have read this book and taken the skills and tools they've learned from this book and applied them to their lives with type 1 diabetes. You can download the book now and start implementing the tools today. That's www.thedibepsychologist.com forward slash book. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Kamen. In this episode, we're going to talk all about planning with T1D and why planning can help, but also why planning can make diabetes and life with diabetes more challenging than we want it to be. So I'm going on vacation next week. I'm going to a horse ranch in eastern Arizona. So we're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no electricity, only generator. There's lots of dirt, lots of horses, and hopefully lots of fun. And so as I'm planning for my trip, I'm thinking about all of the things I have to take with me. Some of them are diabetes related. Some of them are just regular old camping stuff. But the bottom line is I am making a plan. I'm making a plan for what to take, making sure I have extra supplies, making sure I have lots of clean clothes, also lots of fun stuff like games and food, and just making sure that my trip is going to be as successful and as stress-free as possible. And I can't wait. But planning can be a little bit challenging with diabetes. Of course, the last thing that I want to have happen on my vacation is to run out of insulin or not to have the supplies that I need to effectively manage my diabetes. I'm going to be out in the middle of nowhere. And so if this happens, I'll have to leave. And so I don't want that to happen. I want to make sure that I can stay there with my family and be as stress-free as possible and have the best time possible. And planning is an essential part of that. But we tend to think that planning is only challenging for people with diabetes. And I want to check you on that. My wife is planning to go too, and so is my daughter. My daughter's three, so she's not doing much in terms of the planning. But in thinking about what we need, some of it's diabetes related, and that's my responsibility. But a lot of it is just planning for the trip, making sure that we have all the things that we need to have a good time, to be comfortable to have a great time together. And sometimes you get in the mindset that diabetes is the one thing that has to be planned all the time. And when we think that way, we make diabetes more challenging than it has to be. The truth is, planning is part of life. We plan every single day for things to happen. We make sure we have gas in our car. We make sure we have food in our refrigerator. 
And all of those things require planning. So before I get started in this episode today, I want to just check you. And I want to make sure that as you're thinking about planning with type 1 diabetes, that you're not letting the stories about diabetes and all the planning that it takes get in your way. I don't want them to make you feel different. I don't want them to make you feel left out. I don't want them to make you feel overburdened with diabetes. Yes, you have to plan, but you have to plan for all things in your life. And diabetes is just that extra thing you have to plan for. Now, I know that that planning can be challenging. It can be stressful. I don't want to diminish that. But I don't want you to think that you're the only one in the world who has to plan because you have diabetes. Everyone has to plan for something. And most of us have to plan for a lot more than just one thing. Now, let's start off by talking about the specific reasons why planning with type 1 diabetes is such an important part of managing diabetes. You know you have to plan, but let's define why making this plan is critical and why it's going to be so helpful for you. Not a burden, but actually a way to make life easier. There are three reasons why planning is helpful for people with type 1 diabetes. Those three reasons are, one, it makes you feel safe. We so often feel like our world is out of control both diabetes-related, but also just in general. And so when you have a plan, it makes you feel safe. It makes you feel secure. It makes you feel like everything is going to be all right. And that's important. We want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel secure. We want you to feel safe. And so making a plan makes you feel safe. It also actually keeps you safe. And I want you to see the distinction between those two things. Feeling safe is really important, but it's a feeling. Being safe is a whole different story. You can be safe without feeling safe. And while that's not ideal, it's possible. But making a plan actually keeps you safe. Let's look at this from the other side. Let's imagine you didn't have a plan. And let's imagine that you left your house on vacation with no insulin. I recognize that this is a fairly extreme example. But just for illustration's sake, I think it's a good one. So if you leave your house for a vacation for a week without insulin, you're going to get really sick really fast and probably end up in the hospital somewhere with decay. So not making a plan and not taking insulin with you on the trip is going to make you unsafe. On the other side of the coin, if you make a plan and you take insulin with you, which is part of the plan, then it will actually keep you safe. It will also make you feel safe, but feeling safe and being safe are both reasons why planning is helpful. And here's a third reason why planning is helpful. It lets you take your mind off of diabetes. Let me say that again. Making a plan with your diabetes management, whether you're traveling or going to work or just in your day-to-day life, helps you take your mind off of diabetes. And isn't that what you want? Wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to think about your diabetes all the time? I would love that. And I do love that when that happens. And the only way that can happen is by making a plan. So when you think about planning and you get overwhelmed with it and get mad at the fact you have to plan, reframe that thought. And think of planning as an investment, 
as an investment in your future. And if you make a plan now, if you put in the work right now, later on, you're going to feel safe, you're going to be safe, but most importantly, your mind can go elsewhere and not think about diabetes. If you don't make a plan, your mind is going to be on diabetes all the time. And all that does is make life with diabetes a lot more stressful than you want it to be. Now, we also have to be honest here, is that sometimes planning can get in our way. It can make life with diabetes more stressful, more work, at least in our perception of it. And so I want to talk honestly here about how planning can get in your way, both in your mind, but also in reality. Have you ever overplanned, overthought the process of what you need to do in order to manage your diabetes on a day-to-day basis? Overplanning makes things challenging. So let's use a simple example. You're going to go for a bike ride and you make sure you have your glucose with you. You check your blood sugar before you go, but then you sit there and you worry. And you plan, you plan for every possible scenario that could happen on the bike ride. Pretty soon, you stressed yourself out, and now you don't have a lot of time or energy left to go for that bike ride. Overplanning, in this sense, got in your way because you're trying to plan for every possible scenario and trying to figure it out in advance without giving yourself the opportunity to actually just go out and do it. Overplanning overwhelmed you. Overplanning stressed you out, and overplanning got in your way of doing the activity you wanted to do. The other way that planning with type 1 diabetes can get in the way of your life is by confusing planning with control. We cannot control everything about our lives, and we certainly can't control everything about our diabetes. Planning helps to make us feel and be more in control and be prepared to deal with whatever comes our way. But planning is not the same as being in control. But when you think it is, and you want to be in control, and you plan so you can be in control, planning can get in your way. You overplan. You go over the plan in your mind over and over again. And pretty soon, you're so wrapped up in overplanning and trying to be in control that you've lost the ability to have that freedom that you want, that planning can give you. So remember, making a plan is not being in complete control. It is preparing yourself for the future so that if things go out of control, you have the ability to get back on track. And if you don't take that to consideration and you think you can be in control, planning is going to get in your way. So, What do you need to plan for with T1D? There are a couple of different things that are important to plan for, and I want to talk about them right now. Number one is the logistics of managing T1D. Number two is how to deal with challenges that may come up in certain situations with diabetes. And then the third thing you want to plan for is your mental health with type 1 diabetes. Making sure you're feeling mentally strong so that you can push forward and manage your diabetes with ease and not let diabetes get in the way of your life. Let's start off by talking about planning the logistics and managing T1D. 
what are the things that you have to do to plan for the logistics of managing T1D? Some of these things are very simple. Things like making sure you have low supplies with you all the time, putting them in your car, putting them in your bag, and then making sure that when you do go low, you have access to them. Ordering your insulin and other supplies in advance so that you're not running out, so that you're not stressed out when your insulin vial gets to the very bottom and you don't have any more. Packing for work, for trips, making sure that you have the supplies that you need in order to manage diabetes. All of these things are important to plan for. You have to plan for the logistics of managing diabetes because if you don't, you're gonna end up without the supplies that you need to stay alive or to stay safe and also to stay comfortable. And so logistic planning is extremely critical. You also wanna plan for the challenges that may come up. And I wanna say this one is challenging because it's easy to overthink. And you wanna be able to plan for challenges and make a plan for how to deal with these challenges when they come up, but also and not overthink it. You wanna be able to set that boundary for yourself and say, okay, I have a plan in place, I know what could happen, I can deal with it because I have logistically planned for it, but I'm not gonna worry about it too much. And that's an important balance to have. However, it's also important to plan for the challenges that may come up so that you're not surprised by them and so that you can deal with them with ease effectively and then keep moving on and not worry about diabetes anymore after that. And finally, you wanna plan for your mental health with type one diabetes. And I wanna talk about this in two ways. The first is your mental health in general. And this is really long-term planning. Doing things like listening to this podcast, reading a book, taking a break, taking a walk, and managing your blood sugars are all part of making sure you're mentally healthy with type one diabetes in the long term. The second is planning for how to deal with certain mental health challenges if and when they come up. I was talking to someone recently who was telling me they were struggling with going grocery shopping with blood sugar below 160. And they really wanted to push themselves to bring their blood sugar down before they go grocery shopping so they could really feel more comfortable at lower blood sugar levels while they were grocery shopping. This required a plan on their part. This required a plan to make sure they had glucose available. This included having a plan of how to deal with the anxiety that was going to come up if they had a lower blood sugar, not low blood sugar, but lower blood sugar in the grocery store and not freak out and uh, pound glucose. That's not what they wanted to do. But they had to make a plan for how to deal with that anxiety in that specific moment. And they did. They were able to breathe and stay grounded and check their thoughts that they were having as they saw their blood sugar lower. That's an important part of this process of planning both for your mental health long-term and also for mental health challenges that come up in the moment because they're going to. And if you have a plan to deal with them, a step-by-step process that you can follow, that's gonna make them a whole lot easier to deal with as opposed to desperately trying to keep your head above water. If you know they're gonna come up and you have a plan to deal with them, It's going to make them a whole lot easier to deal with in that process. Now, I want to give you some tips that you can use to plan for type 1 diabetes so it doesn't get in the way. Tip number one, 
do things that your future self will thank you for. So for example, I want you to have glucose everywhere in your house and everywhere that you go, in your bag, in your car, in your nightstand. If you put glucose in all the places where you'll need it and it's easily accessible, your future self will thank you for that. I promise you that. Yes, it takes some planning and some thinking, but think about it as an investment in your future self. And will that little bit of work you're doing right now save you stress and work down the road? And I'm sure the answer is yes. There are all kinds of areas where this will be the case. So glucose is one, making sure your supplies are ordered, putting a note in your calendar to order supplies on a regular basis. Your future self will thank you for that and it will take the stress off of diabetes in the future. By doing these things, your future self will thank you and the planning will be worth it. And if you're making these plans and you're getting mad and overwhelmed and angry at diabetes because you haven't made this plan, check yourself and ask yourself, is this investment worth it? If the answer is yes, it's going to make that planning process a lot less painful. Tip number two on how to plan for type 1 diabetes. Don't overthink it. We like to have very intricate plans in planning for every different scenario. That makes us feel safe. But you have to ask yourself, is it going to make me feel safe or is it actually going to make me safer? And is that overthinking helpful? Is it making things better for me? Or is it just consuming me, making me more stressed out and getting in my way? Because the goal of planning is to make sure the diabetes doesn't get in your way. And if the process of planning makes you overthink and then makes diabetes get in your way, the planning process isn't working. So of course you want to plan, but you want to plan enough to keep yourself safe and to make you feel safe, of course, and also to make sure that it's an investment in your future. When you start overthinking it and getting into the control area of planning for type 1 diabetes, then all of a sudden, diabetes is now getting in your way. And that's not helpful. So don't overthink it. Now again, this boundary is tough to set. And it takes some nuance to see where is the line there. But if you start over planning, and you start getting stressed out by the planning process, that's a really good sign that planning isn't working for you. And that you need to focus on the basics. What are the things that I need to do that I know will be successful in making my life easier in the future? And if what you're doing doesn't fall in that category, maybe taking a step back could be a helpful thing. Tip number three, have confidence that you can deal with it when your plan doesn't work out the way you wanted it to. Remember, planning is not the same as control. And just because you have a plan doesn't mean things will always work out. And that's okay. You've done your due diligence. You've made a plan for managing diabetes, keeping yourself safe, both mentally and physically. And sometimes that plan doesn't work. And that's okay. But a big part of planning is being confident that if your plan goes awry or doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, that you can deal with it and that you have the ability and the capability of pulling back, reevaluating, and moving forward in a more effective way. That confidence takes practice. Confidence takes skills. 
And that's what we're here to teach you as part of the diabetes psychologist community. Those skills and abilities that you need to be confident that you can deal with diabetes, whatever comes about, even if your plan doesn't work out the way you want it to. And finally, tip number four, stick to your plan and adjust as necessary. If you have a plan and you don't stick to it, what's the point of having a plan? Of course, your plan may need adjustment. That's okay. But having a plan and then not sticking to it without good evidence that's not working isn't helpful and really negates the purpose of making a plan. So if you have a plan around your diabetes management, around your mental health, stick to it. And when you do that, what happens is you get evidence. You get evidence about whether your plan is working or whether your plan needs adjustment. But without sticking to your plan for at least a little while, you'll never know. And then your plan is kind of useless because you're not actually following it and you don't know whether it actually works or not. So here's a question for you. What around type 1 diabetes do you need to plan for? Where are the areas where planning is going to be most helpful for you? Is it the logistics? Is it around your mental health? Is it around relationships? Is it around visiting your doctor and making sure you're getting the most out of your doctor visits? There are lots of things you can plan for. But what I want you to do is pick one. Pick the one thing that if you do plan, your future self will thank you for. I want you to get the biggest bang for your buck here. And starting your planning process with one thing is going to set you up for success here. Here's a quick recap of the four tips for planning with type 1 diabetes. Tip number one, do things your future self will thank you for. They're little things. Putting glucose in your car, in your bag, setting your insulin prescription on auto-refill. All of these things will make life with diabetes a lot easier and also make the planning process a lot less stressful. Tip number two, don't overthink it. Make sure your planning is effective, but don't try to plan for every single possible scenario. That'll just overwhelm you and make your planning more stressful than it has to be. Tip number three, have confidence that you can deal with it even when your plan doesn't work out the way you wanted it to. Planning on the go so far and knowing that you can handle it if the plan goes awry is an important part of the planning process. And tip number four, make sure you stick to your plan. A plan does you no good if you don't stick to it. So what are your action steps after listening to this episode? Action step number one, make a plan. Pick the one thing that would be most helpful for you to plan for and plan for it. And then see if that plan helps you. See if that plan makes diabetes less stressful and less on your mind all the time. Action step number two. As part of that planning process, buy my book, Diabetes Sex and You Can Handle It. You can find it on Amazon or at my website at www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. This book will help you make a plan for your mental health, both in the long term and also in the short term. So if you need a step-by-step guide, this book is your key. Action step number three, mark your calendar for October 17th, 2022. That is the day that the doors to the Diabetes Psychologist Membership are going to open again. And the Diabetes Psychologist Membership is a great resource for you to help you make a plan with diabetes and your mental health. 
The membership includes masterclasses. It includes coaching. And it also includes step-by-step guides to help you make plans for your mental health to make sure that you are in a good place and that you have the skills that you need to deal with anything that comes your way. And a big part of that is making a plan. And so planning is a crucial part of the Diabetes Psychologist membership. Again, the doors open on October 17th. So mark your calendar and stay tuned for more details. If you want to sign up for the waitlist, you can go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership and sign up for the waitlist. So you'll be the first to be notified on how to take action and sign up for the membership. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. Put it in an email or text message and let them know how much it would benefit them. You sharing this podcast helps other people in the diabetes community by letting them know about a resource that could be really helpful for them. Of course, I always love hearing from you guys, so please feel free to email me at mark at thediabetespsychologist.com or send me a DM on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist. And of course, be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.